Welcome into another edition of the Stripe Show podcast that is Froggy Wednesdays. And today we have got an amazing guest, somebody that knows everything there is to know about Ryder Cup. But real quick before we get started, of course, the Stripe Show podcast is brought to you by the uh, Encore Golf Ball. We love Encore. Encore designs high performance golf balls for players of all skill levels and swing speeds. Get fitted for your perfect golf ball right now at EncoreGolf.com. Webb Simpson. So let me just lay it out for you real quick. Seven-time PGA Tour winner, 2012 U.S. Open winner, 2018 Players Champion, three-time Ryder Cup member, three-time President's Cup member, by the way, winner of all three, and 22 in the official World Golf Rankings. Webb Simpson, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I've heard a lot about this podcast. It is, man. We have a good time. We've had Paul on, and uh, we had Paul on the week of the U.S. Open out at Torrey. And I know you were just coming off. You had been had been sick. It wasn't COVID, I don't believe, but you had been sick and had an injury you were coming off of when you when you got to the U.S. Open. Yeah, I actually got the flu. I'm one of the few people who actually got the flu last year. You mean uh, the flu still exists? Hold on a second. I mean, that's breaking news right there. <laughs> still exists. We're worried it could be COVID again for the second time. But COVID test came back negative. Flu test came back positive. So Tory Tory Pines is not a place you want to show up having not practiced for 10 days, but that was me. Yeah. And, and you know, that that's the thing is so I do want to talk obviously a lot about Ryder cup. You have been on three Ryder cup teams and I, it never seems to, it, it's strange to me that on paper, it looks like this is not even going to be a contest, but we know that is never the case when it comes to Ryder cup. That's right. Yeah. You know, it seems like the Americans are favored every time. The Europeans, you know, have won, I think it's for the last five, maybe, or five of the last six. And um, they just, they figured out a way to be better than us when the competition starts on Friday. And I think we're learning, you know, we're not sitting back just scratching our heads like, how does this happen? I think we're, we're learning. We're, we're taking notes, honestly, you know, the way they go about their week. I think we have a lot to learn, but um I think this year, you know, I've seen some stats. It looks like maybe the second most favored or biggest differential between the teams ever. Um, and so, you know, we'll see. I, I'm bummed not to be there, but it's something – I think it's the greatest sporting event there is. I really do. Um, I'm going to have plenty of people argue with me on that game seven of pick your sport. But right. um, I love I love the Ryder Cup playing in it best, but I'll watch it as well. Now, you just said, obviously, disappointed not to be there. Were you expecting to get a captain's pick? You know, I made up in my mind, if I didn't make Atlanta, I was not going to expect to get picked. Um, And I came up short. You know, I had a good run at the end. I finished 40th and didn't make it to Atlanta. And so I didn't. I wasn't going to be shocked if I got picked. But I think for my own expectations, I was in a good spot because I realized, you know, I haven't done quite enough this year um to feel like I deserve it um but you know I finished 13th on points I could have easily gotten picked and you know Stricker called me a couple days prior and was straight up with me and we had a good phone call and you know he's always been a friend and kind of a mentor to me um and so those those calls are hard probably for every captain every time there's an event uh but you know I'm, I'm very much a I'll be disappointed for a little while and then let me put my head down, get back to work and focus on what's next. How do you think Stricker will do as a Ryder cup captain? Obviously his first time has surrounded himself with other former captains, some winners, some not, but how do you think he'll do as a captain? 
I think he'll do great because he's still playing competitive golf at a high level. You know, he just played this week in the Champions event. And I think he knows that the best the best way for us to play our best is to let each player go do their thing um, for him not to overcoach or over-captain. Um, but also say that knowing that he's got a lot of wisdom to offer these guys and he might not say a ton in the team room. I would, I would guess this week he wouldn't say a ton, but what he will say will be important. But I think, you know, him along with the other assistants, they've, you know, I've heard rumors of who's going to play together, you know, which format. Um, and so I think his main job this week and main focus will be how to go about pairing the guys, sitting the guys out, you know, whatever it might be. But I think he'll be great, you know, and obviously being from Madison, I believe he is, uh, that's where he lives now. They're going to, the crowds are going to love him. Um, it's going to be fun to have Phil there, you know, helping out. I played with Phil yesterday. We had some good conversations about this week and, you know, he's really excited to be there. Obviously he wants to be playing, but he says this is this is going to be his first experience of, you know, being there without having the pressure of, of playing in a Ryder Cup, which would be cool. Yeah, I mean, how do you think, as far as the, the pairings go, and you, we, we all have talked until it's, I mean, just tired of talking about it, about the, the Brooks and, and Bryson deal, and it appears to be behind us, or is it not? And then last week with Brooks's comments, um, do you pair those guys together, or do you try to keep them apart from each other? I think you keep them apart. Um, I think they're both mature enough and big boy enough to to get along this one week to not let it be a distraction uh, in the team room or even at the golf course. Um, I I think I really would be shocked if anything came out this week that, you know, they got into it in any way, but I don't think they're going to be paired together. Um, You know, a lot of people have referenced Tiger and Phil, the year how Sutton captain, but I think this is different. You know, there is real tension there between those guys. Um, But I feel confident that they're going to put it aside for the next seven days and, you know, play for America not, you know, themselves. How important is trust within the team in a Ryder cup atmosphere? It's huge. And that that's actually a great thing you brought up. I feel like that's what Europe has done better than us is, you know, I, I hear stories of guys who maybe are supposed to go out the next morning they're not feeling great. They tell the captain, hey, listen, you know, so-and-so is playing better than me. I'm uncomfortable. Send him out. You know, and I have, you know, I've been part of three Ryder Cups. I've never seen that really um, from us. And I think we could use a little bit of of that, just trusting each other, trusting that, you know, ha- having the captains trust us that we're going to be honest enough. Hey, I don't like this format or whatever it might be. Um, if we can start, you know, from day one on Friday, just it's all about the team. It's all about winning the cup. I don't care about egos. I don't care about this, who plays five matches, who plays two matches. Right. We want to get it done. So that's a that's a big part of this week for sure. You know, I, and being somebody who's been on three Ryder Cup teams, I, I don't mean what I'm about to ask to be a slight in any way, shape or form in the way we performed in the Ryder Cup. But does it ever seem a little bit, and maybe being inside the competition, you can answer this better than anybody else. Does it feel like the Ryder Cup is more important to the European players than it is the American players? I think so. I mean, um, 
all three team events I've been on, it seems like the guys care a tremendous amount. Um, it's not a lack of caring. It just seems like there's more passion in the European team altogether. Um, but I think, you know, when, when we, when the PGA of America formed the task force a few years ago, that was our attempt to make the U S Ryder cup and the assistant captains and the future captains more like what Europe did. You know, you go, I go back to Medina to Glen Eagles. There were, there was, guys walking the fairways that you knew were going to be future captains. And I don't think we did a good enough job of that over the last 10, 12 years of really looking, not just this Ryder cup, but the next five Ryder cups. And, you know, given Zach Johnson experience, given Matt Kuchar experience, because those guys are going to be captains one day. Um, and so that, that, that was cool to see and a lesson to be learned. And again, we're making steps in the right direction. Um, I will be surprised if we don't win, but if we don't win, I still feel pretty strong that we're at least on the right track. You know, what is your, over your three Ryder cups, what is your best memory at a, at a Ryder cup that you have? Um, man, you know, we lost France and we were kind of down. It seemed like the whole week, but I loved that week. The weather was perfect. The golf course was amazing. We were in the the town of Versailles, which was beautiful. Um, you know, Bubba and I had an exciting match against Alex Norn and Sergio Garcia. We won the second hole with triple bogey, maybe the only time ever in the history of Ryder Cup to win a wow. win a hole with a triple. Um, but that's definitely that was my my best experience. I would say my favorite moment was the first point. I ever won in a Ryder Cup with Bubba. Uh, Bubba and I went out and and won uh, in Medina that first afternoon, and that was where I realized the the magnitude of the Ryder Cup because it's the most pressure I've ever felt by far. You know, the second closest would probably be the Masters, but it's on a whole nother level in the Ryder Cup right. because there's so much more going into it and hype and media. Uh, so I definitely felt the joy of you know, getting a point for USA, that, that first point I got. Wow. You know, the, you bring up the fans and, and I've seen the video of, of you and Bubba on that first tee and it was loud and Bubba just had the fans get even louder and he teed off. And how much does the fan interaction and aspect play into the Ryder cup? A ton, you know, there's, you know, where, whether you're playing in Europe or in the States, you know, the difference between, uh, a USA roar and a European roar. You know, if we're in the States and it's really loud, that's for us. And if you're in Europe and it's really loud, that's for them. Um, and, and they do play, they, they play into the momentum. They play into, you know, sometimes the home crowd will help you make a putt. You know how bad they want you to make it. And yeah, there's maybe added pressure there a little bit, but it's almost like the, the crowd wills putts in sometimes and you feel that and you feed off of it. And, um, Although there's 10,000 fans, it's really like a 13th teammate out there. You know, you can kind of boil it down to you right. know, an extra teammate. That's so cool, you know, and it's weird how some guys just rise to the occasion. I mean, I, I, I was a little surprised Patrick Reed wasn't picked because he mm -hmm. does seem to rise to the occasion in the Ryder Cup. And Ian Poulter, Ian Poulter can have a quiet year, but Ryder Cup time, I guarantee you that guy is going to make some putts. Yeah, it's, it's just it, it brings a different vibe out of certain people 
It does. I mean, you look at Poulter's record. I think he's 14-6-1 or 12-6-1, whatever it is. Um, and he's had plenty of Ryder Cups where he's had an incredible record and he's come in to the Ryder Cup not playing great golf, you know, around the world. So, um, yeah, I thought Patrick would be picked. You know, I think he, I think he qualified 12th. Uh, one spot ahead of me maybe or maybe even two spots but um you know those are the two guys that you think of when it doesn't matter how their games are they're gonna they're gonna perform and they're gonna rise to the occasion um and it'll be interesting you know ian i never put anything past him in the Ryder cup right but he he hasn't been playing his best and so it'll be interesting to see captain harrington you know how much he puts ian out um I was surprised to see Rose left off the team. I know he hadn't had his best year, but he's played good, you know, a couple good weeks at Greensboro and BMW PGA at Wentworth. He's a great ball striker. He's long. And at Whistling Straits, that, that's what you need length. So that was probably the biggest surprise of the whole Ryder Cup. Uh, both teams leaving Rose off for me. Yeah, I agree. And when you see the comments – that were made last week by Brooks. Everybody kind of kind of had an uproar about those comments. And I've got a couple of questions about that. Do you feel that the comments last week were blown a little out of proportion? Was there any I, validity to what Brooks said? I think they were blown way out of proportion. I understand what he means. Um, I don't think he meant it as a knock to the Ryder Cup. I think he meant it as it, it's an awkward week for us as players because, yes, we, we do have our own routines. You know, we get to the course two hours and 10 minutes before our tee time every time. And we've been doing that for years. Whereas Ryder Cup, you know, if, if it's a team bus, you might get there four hours before your tee time. Um, so I think he meant more of it's just a strange or awkward week and hard to adjust sometimes for players. But, you know, I watched Brooks at the 2018 Ryder Cup in France. He wanted it so bad. He was so fired up. Um yeah, so I agree. I, I think it was blown out of proportion for sure. Because it made it seem like almost he didn't want to be there, and I, I, right. I don't think that's the case. Yeah, he he wants to be there. I actually spoke to him this morning. Um, he's on the way. He's fired up, and you know he 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 loves any environment. I think that is a pressure cooker. He rises to the occasion, obviously, with four majors, and um, I think he, he he's going to enjoy this week as much as anybody. Now, Webb, what are the qualifications or, or what is what must happen in order for somebody to be considered or be a captain? So I, I, it looks like, you know, to me, history says, you know, a major winner, multi-time winner on the PGA Tour, respected by peers. Um, and I think leadership qualities. I mean, every captain I've played under is an incredible leader. Uh, uh, you know, Tom Watson. Jim Furyk, Davis Love, they, they've all uh, they've all had incredible careers, but also are great, you know, men of the game. It's a dream of mine to be a captain one day. Okay, I, I was going to say, as you read off those qualifications, <laughs> I think you check every box. So that that that's why <laughs> I, I was it. asking of how how does one get is is there lobbying? Is there campaigning? Is I mean, how, well, how does one get thrown into the mix? It's funny you ask. I actually asked this to Phil Mickelson yesterday because, you know, he's obviously going to be a captain here in the next right. few years. And I, I said to him, I said, hey, if I care a lot about the Ryder Cup and being a captain is a big deal to me, is there anything I need to do in the next 10 years? Do I need to call Seth Waugh from PGA and just say, listen, 
I would love the opportunity one day. Or is that something you don't do? Do you just wait to be asked? Part of me thinks, you know, they're looking for guys who want to do it, who it's a lifelong goal of theirs. And um, so part of me thinks, what's the worst that can happen? I mean, they're going to say, you you know, he called and wants to be a captain. You know, he cares so much about the event. That's the worst they can say. But, yeah, I would love to do it. I'd love to have Paul there with me, you know, being oh. running the caddies around. Um It'd be an amazing thing to, to, to do. And, you know, Dowd has been – Dowd's my wife. She's been a part of every team event. She loves the team events. And it really is a, you know, a, a partnership being a captain and being the captain's wife. So it's something she would love to do as well. Now, do you have to be a vice captain or an assistant captain before you can be a captain? That I don't know. Um, I was kind of implying yesterday to Phil, like, hey – you know, I want to be a captain one day. You know what that means? I need to come help you out. And you're right. right. Uh, but hopefully I'm still playing. Hopefully I'm still playing a high level of golf when he's a captain. I can make his team. But, yeah, I mean, Zach Johnson's a good friend of mine. He's been – he was the assistant in France. He was assistant in Melbourne. And he loved it. And he was as into it as anyone. You know, we all know Zach's super competitive. Um, and it seemed like it was an amazing experience for him. Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely something that I think for somebody like yourself, you said it's been a lifelong dream. You've wanted to do it. And so to start a campaign process is never bad. And Phil's obviously a good guy to have in your corner because he is going to be a captain. He'll need vice captains. And so to have somebody to, to learn from and somebody who wants to do it is, you know, it's great to start campaigning now. Do, do you know when Phil will be a captain? Is that, has, that, has that been set yet? It hadn't been set, but, you know, if you go down the list of guys who are next, um, obviously Tiger's never captain a Ryder Cup. He's coming up soon. Right. So, you know, I would say the next next couple of guys would probably be Tiger and Phil. Um, you know, Davis has done two. Jim's done one. This is Strick's turn. Um, Zach's younger than Tiger and Phil. Uh, Kuchar's younger than Tiger and Phil. Those are kind of the guys that I see coming up in the pipeline that could be next. If you, if you had to put a percentage on importance, we know we, we look at the official world golf rankings and that, that's how we rank people in golf. But at the same time, you know, who's playing well and who's not right. Once again, on paper, this American team looks absolutely unbeatable. And, and I mean, it, it looks like a, a, a pro team playing a, playing a college team, but we know that it will be different than that when they tee it up on Friday. Right. How important is the captain to the team, whether it's pairings or how they play or, or just how important is the captain? So I would say incredibly important, but more than setting the pairings, I think the, the number one role of the captain is to set the tone of the team, get the team to feel like we're, we're a great team. We're going to play well. And the best way I can describe this is we were down by a lot in Australia uh, in 2019 going into Sunday. Like we needed a really big day to come back. Tiger walks into the team meeting Saturday night and we're expecting, I'm expecting, I don't know about the other guys, you know, kind of a long speech, like a pump up speech. And it was two minutes of, he was, he wasn't jacked up and he wasn't down. It was all business. And he literally looked at all of us and said that he fully believes in us and that we're, he fully believes we're going to play great on Sunday and get our job done. And that was like, I felt like the perfect 
type of captain, one who is himself. That was that was Tiger Woods. You know, he, he didn't change just because he was captain. He let right. us know that he believed in us. And it honestly put some confidence in all of us who had gotten our butts kicked for three days. And so I think that the greatest and most important role of the captain is to be the tone setter. Uh, in the team room, at the golf course, be relaxed, but also be fully confident in their team, whether we're down by three points or up by five. Um, and, you know, kind of a 1B under that is letting the guys do what they normally do week in, week out, which I fully believe Stricker will be there. How do you believe the golf course will favor uh, the Americans more or the Europeans more? Um, to my knowledge, our team is longer um, mm-hmm. by a good amount. You know, even our captain's picks were geared a little bit that way. Scotty Scheffler's long. Uh, Harris English, pretty long. Um, Daniel Berger, pretty long. And so I'm missing one cap, or I'm missing a couple more. Oh, yeah, Jordan Spieth and Xander. You know, yeah. so I think on paper we're longer. I think that's the biggest thing for whistling straights. Length is super helpful. Um, and obviously – Every Ryder Cup comes down to putting, making right. putts. That's the momentum. You get more mom- momentum from making a 15-footer to have the hole than, you know, hitting a four-iron to five feet. And so right. can we use our length off the tee? Yes, but also make putts. That, that'll that be the difference. If we're making putts, I think we win. If we're not, it's going to be close. Right. And, 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 and obviously – we all want the American team to win, and it looks like it, it but we know it will, will not be a runaway victory. Do you believe the American team will be victorious this year? I fully believe it. Uh, I think we're going to have – everybody's going to have something great to watch on Sunday. It's going to be close, but I do think we're going to win. Yeah, I don't want it to be a blowout either. I don't, I don't even yeah. want it to be an American blowout. I, I want it to be close. I want to see those pressure-packed putts yep. where, you, where you see a guy roll in, you know, a 10-footer. And the other person's got a nine footer and he rolls it on top. And it's just, exactly. that just adds to the, to the drama as we get down the stretch. I agree. It'll be awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's what Ryder cup's about. It, 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 it's, it, it, it's about respectfulness, but it's about trash talking. Yeah. I mean, yeah. As long as, as long as you let the other guy do their thing, you don't get in their way, you know, let the trash talk come, you know, it's, that's, I think Patrick Reed and Rory's match at Hazeltine will go down as one of the greatest nine hole battles in the history of the Ryder cup. I couldn't, I was off the seat of my couch. I, I couldn't believe it. It was unbelievable. Are you somebody who on the first hole will give somebody a three footer and then coming down the stretch, 15, 16, 17, 18, will make them make it. Or do you make them make it from go from one? No, I make them make it from one. I mean, here's the deal. If it, if it's two feet and in, I'll give it, if it's outside two feet, let's put it. Um, and you and you expect the same thing, correct? As a player, you would expect them to do the same to you. I would, and it doesn't always happen that way. Sometimes you give a two footer, and they don't give a one and a half footer. Now, does that piss you off? No, it just you just change the length of putt you're going to give them the next time. Okay, okay. So it <laughs> changes all. it changes the whole size for you as well. For sure. You know, I won't say who I was playing against, but in the Presidents Cup last year. <laughs> Uh, oh, we come on, tell us who it was. Me, me and Patrick Reed were playing in our first match. You could look it up, and we weren't yeah. get we. I had a two footer. He had an eighteen incher on the first hole, best right. ball. So we each had a putt to make to tie the hole, and they didn't give it to us. And Patrick said, "Don't. We're not giving putts the rest of the day after this." And 
those guys happen to be buddies of mine. I mean, I'm friends with them. And right. I, I just think in the nature of team competition, you never know what to expect. And you can't take things personally. It just is what it is. And we're big boys. If somebody don't want to give me a five-incher, that's okay. We're going to putt them out all day. Right. <laughs> so did you make them putt some later that you would have given them? Probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean. Did you guys win the match? No. Oh. No. But it didn't come down to a, to a, to a one-foot putt. No, it, did, it didn't, thankfully. That would have been embarrassing. But it does. It changes the tone. And so you don't know going into the match that it feels like you don't really get into the full vibe of the match until you're two or three holes into it. Correct. I mean, I remember I played against Louis Ustazen at President's Cup in 2013. He gave me a three and a half footer on the first hole. Wow. So that's a little tricky because, you know, the your opponent's setting the tone. So I'm a kind of guy like, hey, if he's going to give me a three and a half footer, I'll give him a three footer. Like, that's fine. You know, we're not gonna we're not gonna win or lose this this match on a three footer, hopefully. Right. So right, exactly. Well, Webb, I appreciate it, man. I'm excited for Ryder Cup. Uh when can we expect to see I know I know you played this past weekend at the at the Fortinet. When will we see you and Paul again? Most likely the Shriners in a few weeks. So I got two weeks at home. Um, and then I'm gonna go out to Shriners for a couple weeks in Vegas. Right. You playing the RSM? I'll play the RSM. Play the RSM in Sea Island. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's almost like a little semi home game. It's really close. Home game for Paul. It, exactly. Yeah. It's very, very close to him. So, Webb, I really appreciate it, man. Good luck. Thanks we'll be on the edge on. of our seats uh, watching Ryder Cup. I know you'll be tuned into every single match. I will. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You got it, man. We will definitely have you again. And uh, next week, we will have Justin James here on the Stripe Show podcast. Bryson is participating in the Long Drive Championship. And so we're going to have some guys on that are playing in that to see exactly what's going on with the world long drive and, and, and where that's headed is that has all kind of come to a cease that's awesome. since, since uh, COVID started, but Webb, thank you again. Thank you. I hate to be, you know, a Homer, but go team USA. Let's bring it back home and let's get another Ryder cup victory. I love it. I love it. Thanks. Let's take a second to talk about the folks over at Encore Golf. Encore has earned a reputation across the golf industry and with golfers everywhere for its combination of value, performance, and customer service. Their team in Buffalo, New York, is flipping the script on golf technology through perimeter-weighted balls made with the high-density particles and proprietary nanotransitional layer offering players enhanced accuracy, control, and distance. Encore recently added the Vero X1 to its suite of award-winning golf balls, one that already included the Golf Digest gold-rated elixir and low compression Avant 55. Through its full suite of golf balls, Encore can help transform any golfer's game. Visit EncoreGolf.com backslash Travis Fulton for more info about Encore and start revolutionizing your game. Now back to the Stripe Show podcast.